For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fire Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, I'm excited about today's guest, but I want to be sure and thank my sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And because of their wonderful sponsorship, I get to welcome Brooke Frick to the show today. Brooke, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for having me. Well, I want to get to say I... I'm so excited about your book, about your blog. I'm a subscriber, so I'm a big fan of yours. You're, you are such a fun writer to read. Oh, thank you, Kathy. I love hearing and reading you, and I can't wait to read your book. So, <laughs> it, it, Yeah, we've been working on it. We're getting closer. Okay, so uh, I'm excited about those. We've actually got two coming out this year, and we're excited about those, too. Um but I really wanted to focus on you. You're, the title of your book is Hands Full, and I want my listening friends to know, usually I do a little bit of a bio at the beginning, but I'm going to skip that to save time today. But Brooke told her story in an episode that we're going to call Hands Full with Brooke Frick. So you'll get to hear all about how she, you know, one of the, some of the things that attracted her to her husband, how she ended up with five kids and the last two are twins, and some of the stories that uh, are really just funny and sweet about that, and some of their plans for the future. But Brooke, um, on this episode, I wanted to focus on some of the wisdom that you've acquired by stepping into this role of mother of five, like when my one of my daughters has five kids, so I do know that when you have five, it's like it's like herding cats or trying to keep all the sheep in in the in the herd together. There's always one that's straying off somewhere doing something they're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I know you've learned a lot of wisdom about being a mom, a young mom, and letting stuff go. And then you're so willing to do the audacious. <laughs> <laughs> really, that that reminds me. Brooke spoke on audacious faith at that seminar that Cross River Media put on. So you could probably find that out on the internet too. Her speech that she gave, call on that uh, conference called Audacious Faith. But so for you, Brooke, here's my first question about parenting. And as much as you're a person who puts all of that into perspective as you write. Tell me what you think is your biggest surprise about being a mom. What did you not expect? 
Well, I think I didn't expect it would be so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, like I just, maybe that's simple, but, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be a mom. Like, I, I really couldn't think, other than writing, of something that I really wanted to do other than be a mom. And yeah. so I thought I'd just be good at it, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it comes naturally, you know? And, and, of course, there's things that I do love about it, and maybe there's some things I'm good at it, in it, but... It's really, really hard, and I didn't expect to be so overwhelmed by it and so, like, just coming to the end of myself through it. You know, I, I just didn't think it was going to humble me so much as it has. Um, it's been the single most thing in my life that God has taught me about my inability to do things and his ability to do them, and he's just used it continually. I remember, you know, I had I my first that. son, and... Um, I had my first son, and it was so great, and I loved it. Um, it was hard, though. I ended up with a C-section, not planned, you know. And then wow. um, when he was about six months old, I got pregnant with another son. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, how am I going to do this? And I remember very vividly, like, sitting in our first little house in Virginia, and my mom was there, and she was probably holding my newborn baby, I think, Landon. And then my son Jacob was, like, on the floor ca- crawling around. And I just remember having this moment of, like, God, what? Like, did, how did you think I could do this? <laughs> like, how could I possibly take care of these two babies? I cannot, you know, and it's just the, the theme of my life, I feel like, has just come up again and again of, God, I can't do this, you know, and when we had twins and thinking, I can't do this, and, you know, I, I think I said in that book somewhere, it's like God's, God's will and desire for us is never that we should need him less, it's that we should need him more, and, um, wow. you know, and, and not... Not that he's always wanting to put us through hard circumstances, but we, we have to come to that point to realize that nothing, we can't do anything apart from God, you know? So I motherhood has taught me that. <laughs> I love that. You know what? That's really profound, and you're very young to figure that out already. I, I love it. I cannot think. I mean, here I am in my 60s, and I can't think of a year or a month or probably even a day when I didn't say to the Lord, you got to be kidding. I can't do that. That is too hard for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, there is, <laughs> there is something about that. And I think as I got older, one thing I've noticed more recently, I'll look around and other people are doing things and I'll think, ah, why don't they do that the easy way? I mean, they're doing that in such a hard way. That doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. And, but what I realize now is I've already I've already done those things, and so they look easy from hindsight. Mm, when yeah. I was doing them the first time, they weren't they weren't easy at all. They were really hard for me. So now I understand God is going to give me something. Like huh, when I first started doing podcasts, if you go back to the beginning of my series of shows, the first one's my daughter, Ellen, who has five children. She would come on mm. the show with me because I was too afraid to do them by myself. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I love doing yeah. it. I love doing them now. I love it. It's so easy and fun for me. But there's, there's, mm-hmm. it's like God just gives us something that's too hard for us. But He gives the mm-hmm. easy stuff that we would have liked to have done that He gives to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's true. It's true. So, but I love, I love everything about what you write. You're just one of my favorite writers, Brooke. And what's so interesting about that, I did not expect to love your writing like I do. We first met through mutual friends at Cross River Media, and we have this author group that we talked and encourage each other in. And that's how I got to know Brooke, just as a friend, as a sweet, 
mm-hmm. kind, loving human. And then, uh, so I, then I knew I wanted to have you on the show cause I just love talking to you. And I love what you were saying about your kids and your family and your adventures and, and sort of that feeling of almost like, I love Lucy. Like, I can't believe this is happening, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And then I started reading your stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, she is such a good writer. If I didn't know how much you agonize over every word, I would be really jealous of you, but I know you've worked hard to develop this skill. So then I don't have to be jealous. Um, but I want to read something that you said. Okay. So you, in one of your more recent blogs, you wrote a bit, by the way, if you want to sign up for, I'm switching gears like a squirrel here, but if you want to sign up for Brooke's blog, you can go to Brooke, B R O O K E Frick, F R I C K. No E on the end of Frick, just on the end of Brooke. And so in one of her recent pieces, she wrote about, you know, we're far enough into the year now. Everybody's looking back on the spring of 2020. And she says, the year of confetti, the year of adventure, the year of uniqueness, the year of dreams coming true and others changing, a year of trusting, releasing, surrendering and celebrating. Because honestly, aside from the painful gifts I mentioned earlier, This year has also had some sweet treats for me and not just little Debbie's. There have already been some unexpected blessings, some pleasant surprises, and some ways I've seen God move and act for me personally. Wow. I mean, that, that, when I read that, I just got chills. That pretty much sums up 2020 for me. It was like the, the, all the bad news turned out to be blessings in disguise. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that, Mm -hmm. I know that cannot be true for everyone because people have lost loved ones due to COVID. But for Mm -hmm. so many, so many of us having a pause in our regular routine has been kind of a blessing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know it changed your plans for the spring and summer, but I know also you're about to have this wonderful book released in the fall of 2020 called hands Mm -hmm. full, full of devotion. So I know you're, Heart has been to focus on what God was doing in spite of the weird circumstances. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I want to know, in a year that's been crazy, tell me some of the things you've learned that you look back and you go, okay, that was worth it. Well, gosh, I'm still learning, <laughs> you know, as, as we all are. Um, but I think what God's been really sharing with me more and more is just, you know, just to trust him and that I so much want to see the future. You know, I want to see the plan unfold and I want to know. And um, instead, I think he wants me to just know him, you know, know him better. And when we can see less, then maybe we can shift our eyes to him more because it's not about the vision that's in front of us because we can't see that. But what we can know is that he's there and, you know, I, I went through a really hard couple of weeks, just even a couple of weeks ago, um, where it was like, right. I felt like everything was against me. I felt like God was against me. I was like, where are you? You know, the, the prayers that we've been praying weren't, weren't being mm-hmm. answered how we thought. And um, it was just really discouraging. Um, but God, you know, I, I reached out for prayer and I, I just voiced all my dis- disappointment, I guess, and even anger that, like, God, this isn't working how I thought this was supposed to work, you know, and I thought you right. were for me, and it doesn't, doesn't feel like you're for me, 
Um, and he just came in like, you know, days later and nothing changed in our circumstances, but God just came in and gave me peace. And, you know, um, and it's, it's not like I'm going to stay in that place. I wish I would stay in that place, but I know that I'm going I'm to wander, but I'm going to have to come back. But just through this year of God just kind of stripping everything away, stripping plans, stripping identities, stripping um, future, you know, like it, it's like coming to the bare bones of like, okay, this is, this is real. And I have to figure out what I really believe and who I'm really trusting here. Am I trusting my circumstances or my husband or am I trusting myself or am I trusting the Lord? And, um, and obviously the okay. best one to trust is God. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. We have about two seconds before we have to go to the break. When we come back, I want to talk to you some more about trusting God and some of the great adventures you have planned for your kids coming up. Side Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, welcome back. We're talking to Brooke Frick, and we've been talking about unexpected blessings and, you know, the biggest surprise for me, too, Brooke, was finding out how hard it was to be a mother just 
I, I'll never forget thinking, my arms are so tired. I didn't know it was going to be this a physical labor. I mean, I, of course, I knew you'd go, go through labor, but then I thought you got home and you got healed and you were fine. I didn't realize your arms would then be worn out for like the next 20 years. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm still looking at my arms going, where did all this, you know, they, what do they call that? I forget what they call little old ladies that have those arms that are kind of wobbly. And I'm like, how could that even be? I have been carrying babies for the last 40 years. There's no way I should have. My my forearms should be in really great shape. Okay, but some days are really tough. And I, I appreciated you sharing that, what you did before we went to the break, about coming to God with our even our anger. Sometimes I find myself doing that. And I'm so discouraged. Here I am in my 60s, and I thought, oh, surely by the time I get to be an old lady who's 60, or even, you know, back then I thought 40 was old. Uh, but I thought, well, by the time I get to be old like that, those ladies, I'll be wise too. And now I know, not really. I mean, I still have days where I go to the Lord and I go, no, this is too hard for me. I can't do this. So talk mm-hmm. to me. Okay, your kids are 11, 10, 7, and then the the twins are four. So talk to me a little bit about how an everyday world looks one day and different the next. Well, yeah, I mean, today's different today. I'm like by myself at a coffee shop, you know, like working and writing and I'm like, just have real clothes on. That's a great day. And, you know, yesterday (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) yesterday I had showered. I'm doing laundry all day long. You know, that's not even folded because you're just like focusing on getting it through the washer and the dryer and then just put the pile up with them later. But yeah, so it's, it's still, you know, it's still challenging. We're, we're entering a new phase of maybe what people might call like the sweet spot of parenting, right? Because your kids are not, you know, little infants anymore. And my oldest yeah. is 11, so he's not quite too sassy, you know. Um, right. And so we are. We are in this really sweet phase. But there's still different challenges with that. And um, I remember, you know, when I was a young mom with the two little guys that I had 14 months apart, um, and other moms saying, you know, you're just like wanting to know, does it get easier? Does it get easier? And they're like, yeah. it doesn't really get easier. It just gets different. And um, I think that's yeah. so true. And certain things get easier. Like they start sleeping through the night. So you start sleeping through the night. Um, but then you're dealing with, you know, 10 and 11 year old problems and maybe some friend mm-hmm. issues and, you know, character issues and, and things mm-hmm. like that. So, um you know, it, it just gets different, um, and every day is different with the kids and how they're doing, and lots of grace required for everyone in our family, <laughs> including me. I need a lot of grace with my kids. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's just always changing, um, but God keeps us on our toes in that way. You know, one of the biggest surprises for me was I thought, uh, I thought that first of all, I thought there's no way I can love a two year old child as much as I love this infant. And then I thought there's no way I can love a four year old child as much as I love this toddler. So all throughout their life, I kept thinking, well, eventually it's going to wear out. I'm I'm not going to love them as much Mm. as I love them right this minute. And that of course never turned Mm. out to be true. And, Mm -hmm. and so every stage of life was so delightful. There was never a boring moment. It was always something new and challenging and interesting and sometimes scary and frustrating, but wonderful. And then Mm -hmm. uh, the other, other thing about that, that I love sharing is when, when young mom, you know, people will like, there's this little transition before you get to be a grandparent and the, all the other people that are already grandparents, they'll say, Oh, the best thing is you get to play with them and spoil them and send them home. 
And I heard that so much, and I it just kind of bugged me. So here's what hmm. I want to tell you. That, that, to me, is not true. What is true, the best thing about being a grandparent is watching your children parent better hmm. than, you, than you did. To me, I'm just, like, hmm. blown away at how great our kids are doing their parenting. And I know they've hmm. taken some good things from us, but they have really expanded that and they've changed a lot of things and they're so much more patient than we were. So to me, mm-hmm. that is the very best thing about being a grandparent is seeing your parent, your children excel. And and mm-hmm. I feel that way about you too. I just love hearing your parenting stories because they're so real. Mm. <laughs> they are. They're real. <laughs> yeah. But I can just imagine that your, your kids are going to grow up and they're going to bless you like mine have where, you're going to watch them be wonderful parents someday. I feel sure of that, Brooke. I hope um, so. Thank be- you. Mainly because I have this thing that I think people who have a lot of integrity often do not have the kind of rebellion with their teenagers. Now, I mean, kids, of course, they make decisions that we all feel bad about sometimes. But but there mm-hmm. are there are things you can do to help get that all your kids on the right track. I mean, that doesn't mean that you'll be free of problems because we don't get that kind of guarantees. But, but one thing you can do is have a lot of integrity and that, that sharing that you did right before we went to the break where you told the truth, like I just went to God and told him I was angry. Mm -hmm. See, that's Mm -hmm. real integrity. And when you have that Mm -hmm. kind of integrity with your children, that teaches them how to do that. Mhm. One of the um I'll just make a plug for someone who doesn't even, you know, know me or anything, but I one of the best books I read on parenting was called Grace Based Parenting. And now I can't remember huh? the name of the author, but it's it's Tim something. It's not Tim okay. Keller, but it's very similar to that. But anyway, I remember looking for books as a young parent and I'm still you know, I don't know if I'm so young, but I'm a parent still, but looking for those answers of like, what do I do in these situations? But this book, Grace-Based Parenting, was just about, like, grace and how we need to get, we can't extend grace to other people if we're not receiving it ourselves and how we need to receive the grace from Jesus to be able to pour it out. It, was, it talks about, like, the three things your kids need and four freedoms to give them or something. It's, it's really simple, but it's really hard, and that's just, like, the gospel, right? Like, it's simple, but it's hard to live out, and um, I think just realizing that there isn't a formula for parenting, you know, there's not really right. anything. It's just that we need to depend on God. And the more that we depend on God and get our nourishment from him, and the more that we, you know, get forgiveness for the things that we need forgiveness in our lives, the more that we can extend that grace to our kids and parent from a place of rest and health. And you know what I mean? Not out of like desperation or, um, you know, the fact that we're feeling so unloved ourselves because we're trying to meet some standard that we cannot meet. Um, because Jesus knows we couldn't meet it, so that's why he came, and that's why we need him. You know, it's just that that simple thing that's so hard for us to to live out, you know? Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, One of the things that we write about in uh, one of our books, or maybe I guess I'm starting to get some of my podcasts mixed up with some of the writing we do, but there was a moment where Anna and I did, Anna's my, my daughter who co-hosts with me frequently, and we did one on how when you welcome others, not just into your home or your life, but into your heart, you get a bounce mm-hmm. back from that. Because what mm-hmm. happens is 
as you learn to welcome others where they are, no matter what they are dealing with or their perspectives may be different than yours, and you, that's actually good, but it doesn't always feel like it is, then the more you can embrace them unconditionally and with unfailing love, then what you discover is you're teaching yourself that you, too, mm-hmm. des- deserve that kind of unconditional, mm-hmm. unfailing love. And I think that's what you're talking about, that idea of, um, you know, extending grace to your kids and loving them unfailingly um, mm-hmm. and just teaching them to go before God and be real, authentic, right. down to earth, you know, like honest. This is what I'm really dealing with, Lord. I don't feel very good about this. So mm-hmm. right. um, that's that's so healthy. I mean, what a great thing to model for your children it just makes it easier for them yeah but i will i will say that the good news is kids can take something that you're not good at and they can be good at it themselves as parents because i'm sure watching my kids do it with patience they are so sweet and patient with their children and i would say we were not very patient (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh that's awesome i could see that being a great thing about being a grandparent of like seeing your kids doing things, you know, like being parents, yeah. like how cool, so how fun. cool, I'm excited about that. Well, now I pulled up Grace-Based Parenting and it's by Tim Kimmel. I thought it might be, that Kimmel. seemed like one of his books. He, he yes. came out to Pine Cove and we got to sit under his teaching for a week one time, many, many years ago, but he's written this book in the meantime, so, but I thought it was his book. That's Tim, yes. T-I-M, Kimmel, K-I-M-M-E-L, if you're interested, and I'll go ahead and put that hyperlink in my blog. I'll yes. write a whole it's blog a about book. Brooke. There'll be more in the blog, so if you're listening in and you want to get hyperlinks to her her website, where I hope you'll sign up for Brooke's blog, because it's so fun to read, and also so encouraging for parents, for moms. I mean, she just shares the truth, and you get it, you know. Gives me <laughs> chills when I read your work, Brooke, really. I just think oh, you nail so you. many great concepts, and you do it in a fun way. It's not so, like, I get chills because it's just great writing. And then, um, so you can get her, I'll give you hyperlinks to that. We've got about two minutes. I don't want to forget, Hands Full is Brooke's devotional, for, especially for anybody, but especially for moms and grandmothers, you're going to love this devotional. And it comes out in the fall of 2020. Brooke, we have about a minute. Do you have a thought to encourage young moms? And you have to do it in about one sentence. One <laughs> sentence? No, no, no pressure. I guess just lean into Jesus because we can't do it on our own and he knows that and he wants to do it with us alongside us and through us. So that's what I'm learning. I love that. You know, that reminds me of it. This idea that's been on my heart a lot, which is our humanity magnifies and glorifies his deity. We don't have to be little gods. We can be just humans. That's what he made us to be. Amen. Even mom, even mom, you can, mommies can be human. We can mess up. I'll never forget We're not squalling on the floor, just having a temper tantrum on the floor with my kids one day, just squalling because I was so upset. Uh, so I taught them a lot about that before they can remember. <laughs> yeah. They were babies. Well, yeah. on that note. I guess we have to sign off. I just want to thank you for listening in today and and joining me and my sweet friend, Brooke Frick, who I admire so much. I'm a big fan of her writing. So I hope you will find her at brookefrick.com 
or go to Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, and find our blogs and all our tools and books there. And know this, that we love you, and we're so glad you listened in today. This is where we speak truth with a Texas twang, and we keep you in our hearts, and we are so grateful for you. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh,